0: Welcome to Stock Odds, Odds and End podcast. I'm Dave Singh here with Rob Friesen, getting ready for the
1: week ahead. Good evening, Rob. How's everything? Hey, and everything's going good. And guess what? I mean, it's almost midnight here um, on the West Coast, but we are getting this thing done earlier than Sunday night, so that's good. Burning the midnight oil. <laughs> we, we, wanted to, uh, we wanted to give it to uh, people earlier, uh, and hopefully they can benefit from that. So, um All right, let's get started here. It's Saturday, July 15th. And, um, you know, you brought up a good point earlier and I put this into the slide thing. And um, you were saying that people probably don't uh, know how to curate seasonality properly. So I just wanted to take a few minutes and go over this. Um, So I've highlighted what the screener should look like. So if you wanted to do the third Friday, which is typically expiration and you wanted it for the same month so it'd be like july uh, is what you're thinking is because it's upcoming at the end of this coming week here on friday is expiration friday it's not a quarterly but it is a monthly expiration but we want to just focus on that as an event and so you can choose you know stocks you can choose your market. You can choose your watch list. Can be S and P You know, one hundred could be the Russell, whatever you like. Um, you have to go back in the date to the year before, because because you can't go forward because we haven't arrived there yet. So this the data is from the previous year going back. So we go to July fifteenth. When you're choosing the date, you'll see the third Friday because the first Friday of the month was actually the first day of the month. So the first day and the Friday, the first Friday were the same. Um, and so the third Friday was the 15th, um, kind of came early last year. And, um, you know, you can see by these numbers, the seven month, the fifth day of the week, which is the Friday. And the. Uh, 28th um week of the of the year so you can kind of see that you're into the right um, and it was the 10th business day back then so um so you kind of had a expiration sort of mid-month seasonality compounded as you did the first trading day and the first friday was compounded so there was a lot of compression last year and we were right in the middle of a summer rally too so it was interesting You look back period, 2,000 days, and you want like minimum four events. That means that something's been around for at least four years. So uh, we do have the option to choose all months. So you can always choose the third Friday for all months or the same month. If you want only to focus on July, it would be the same month. So I put some notes here. You have to go back in time. Now the dashboard does it for you but it doesn't have all the symbols or feature you might want. Additionally, you cannot export a CVS file from the dashboard. So that the dashboards are great because it's it's doing all this behind the scenes and bringing it to, to the forefront. So it makes it easy, but you can't export it. Okay. So, um, you know, probably a good idea is to check the symbols that you curate here with the dashboard. So our dashboard is kind of forward looking. You go to it and you can see what's upcoming for this Friday. So you curate here with this approach by going backwards and then you'll see your symbols and then you can go to the dashboard and compare the seasonality. It's the seasonality almanac vault is what we call the dashboard. And they should agree. You can export then sort take your top long ideas and your top short ideas choose another signal so from the drop down you can choose another signal now remember when you're doing this to go forward now to you know july 14th friday uh, of 2023 for other signals so don't make the mistake of leaving it on last year when you're going to other signals this is this approach is specifically for when you're curating seasonality, okay? And then you can take those symbols and, again, change your date, whatever, and then drop them in the symbols thing, save, and then run various signals and see if there's matches between the seasonality symbols that you came up with and any other signals that exist. So I hope that helps. Thanks, Dave, for the suggestion there. Appreciate it. No problem. Now, this is going to the web screener. I mean, the the dashboard itself. So we were just on the web screener. Now we're in the dashboard with third Friday of July seasonality for ETFs. Okay, so you select a third Friday here. Month is July. It's doing all that stuff behind the scenes. It's bringing up that. One thing beyond just these, Look at the symbol count. There's 104 ETFs. Now, there would be more if we change the price or we change the volume or both. There would be a change in the symbol count. But probably the symbol count would give you still this same sort of skew. So 28% are positive versus 72% are negative of the 104. So that's saying that this third Friday of the month of July is not necessarily a super bullish occasion so that's important to note um it seems to be a little bit of a pause in the month of july because month of july has good performance mid-month seasonality which we're still going through it started on thursday and you know what thursday and friday did and uh we're still in it um and uh it comes comes to an end so uh It's the 9th through 14th business day. So we had the 9th and 10th. We got the 11th on Monday, 12th on Tuesday, 13th on Wednesday, and the 14th on Thursday. So it ends before this seasonality, which is historically softer. So isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. Um, Dave, what do you see in terms of uh, some ETFs that interest you here?
0: Yeah, so um, it's showing strength in gold. Um, some basic materials, some financials, but we, a big weakness in oil, XOP, XLE, and also the chips, the SOXX. So, um, and the high beta stuff like healthcare, XBI and IDB. So right. your biotech, uh, oil, and chips a little bit weaker, well, and more defensive like gold, right? And
1: that makes sense because it is a weaker. Um,
0: well, I mean, they, yeah,
1: but here's the interesting thing. And I, I and we I want to make sure that people understand to discount commodities to some degree because of the influences of the U.S. dollar on commodities. So if we review back to last Sunday when we did our podcast, we said that we were looking for some premium uh, before the seasonality window because seasonality was supposed to be softer uh, for the gold and, and things like that, right? um but it actually because the us dollar was so weak last last week week last week um you know it rallied uh the basic materials it had phenomenal performance which we're going to see here in a moment when we go to our review of last week but um this is now the opposite so it's like gold is supposed to be strong when it's kind of already been strong so what i want to do is take away the emphasis on the commodities and I would focus like you said maybe on the chips and you know even SSO which is the SPY uh, 2x you know it's a 2x bull of the spy um so that might be something that we could look at we got biotechs in there we got retail xrt um you got some healthcare so that might be the place to to uh, focus. I mean, oil could, con- you know, oil's had a had a bit of a run up to eighty bucks a barrel and pulling back a little bit now. Um, it might, uh, you know, it might s- still give you some legs and and uh, be a good short on Friday. I don't know, but it does it does a little bit depend on what the dollar is doing. I'm looking at some of the
0: symbols uh, for Friday, things like Intel, Tesla, Google, Apple. So, well, let's, so let's let's go like to the next test. slide
1: here. I got that. I got that. I got that. Look at that, Dave. So there you see it. So why don't you go through this? Yeah. Um, so
0: these mega caps that have been rallying last week, um, they're expected to be pretty soft on the third Friday. So Apple and Google, which have done really well lately, uh, Tesla, and then in terms of chips, we have Intel. That that that's in line with the ETFs. And for healthcare, we have like BMY, Lilly, Pfizer, Johnson Johnson, Merck. So those aren't the ibb stocks but they're still um healthcare and then longer things like netflix bank of america which has earnings this week as well there's a lot of earnings this week so whatever you pick from here uh, it could be influenced by earnings but visa city so some of the bank stuff is um a little bit stronger on this this coming
1: friday right. typically and what i mentioned up here oops was um you know you could see you know s- sector sector plays or pairs you know uh, anything that matches like that so um interestingly enough when you look here at amd it's supposed to be bullish intel bearish or clack so i mean there may, or at there might be some good opportunity there so w- watch for a setup on on those because you know seasonality if if, if the stars are aligning in terms of the bonds and the dollar and you know kind of the the sentiment and things um and you get the seasonality calendar like this and you see some some pair setups um it can really be very generous so use it all right um anything else from here no that's that's it for the slide okay so then we have the streaks. I want to point out a couple things. So so in our dashboards, we have more than just seasonality. There's a, a projected three-day return. So this is from the close of Friday to the close three days later. And you can compare it with the other dashboards. We have Bollinger bands and uh, RS like that. Um, but again the sliders will, you know, change how many symbols are in the count and things like that. Um And then some of these symbols would change, obviously, if you move the sliders around. Uh, 10 10 events, so there's enough samples here to say that it could be somewhat statistically relevant, right, with that many samples. Um, The more, sometimes the better, Um, but then of course you miss a few opportunities, especially in the streak land where you might've had an event, it's only happened, you know, a few times. So if this is set at 10, that means that JP Morgan has had at least Ten occurrences of streaking six days in a row up right so these are bullish streaks these are bearish streaks meaning they've gone down ccl down four days in a row prior to this three-day return that's happened ten times um oh dave texted me earthquake in alaska just now 7.3 that's um that's pretty, pretty big significant. It's significant. I mean, that's the same as what you get in California, uh, with with the pretty big ones. Um, I mean, what what was the Northridge? Was that seven point nine? When you had Northridge nineteen ninety? it was low sevens. Oh, it was low sevens, but it did a lot of damage. To the Northridge yeah. one, I remember that. Um, well it's pretty pretty big. Seven point three. Seven point three is big. Yeah, I'll take a closer look there when we're done. Interesting. Um, so. I like this area of bullish reversals and bearish reversals. And if you're in a fairly robust market, I give more credence to the bullish reversals and more caution to the bearish. And then in, you know, trending markets, these can be pretty good. Um, like there's AMD showing up here, and it's also was noted on the seasonality for Friday, but it's, uh, it's up three days now. Um, Trade desk's up six. You know, Tesla's up four. Um, so there can be some great opportunities, but, you know, if we just had some bank earnings and JP Morgan is one of them, and it was up six days in a row. Um, so watch for a uh, pullback in some of the, these uh, extended areas. And again, this isn't like it's just happened one time. This is at least happened 10 times. If you if you mouse over that on the actual da- dashboard, you will see how many events there are. So this says 737 odds of being down after this event historically down as much as minus minus 1.8 percent in the three days close to close 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 of friday to the close three days later um and be interesting to mouse over that on the actual dashboard and see how many events okay so let's a uh, little bit of review here. Um, on Friday we had one day uh, health uh, healthcare rally. Um, it was softer day before. Um, I know that for a fact, and it um, moved up 1.11%. Energy had a big bad day and down 2.57, and um, and it lagged for the whole week. Or or this set it back for the week and basic materials came in plus 4.36%. And that's largely because of the dollar, which we'll look at in a moment. So just remember that basic materials has a lot of metals in it, besides that sector has other things in there, like even paper and packaging. But the point is the metals are the main driver related to the dollar. So uh, let's move on to this again this is including more symbols and this is just the sector spiders that relate to the s p 500 so um there you'll see a little bit of performance difference where um oh sorry i, I captured the wrong one i was going to do performance and i got the technical one where it has the atr beta and all that so you'll have to look at it yourself but while we're here um you'll notice that your betas are quite different. Look at your uh, lower betas on these defensive areas. So that's part of figuring out, you know, what is more defensive, what is less defensive. Look at the beta on XLY, 1.2, more than the S&P, obviously. So this is more risk on. And um, XLE is more volatile, right? 1.38. XLK, 1.13 over 1. And um, and your XLU, your utilities, your healthcare, and your consumer staples all have lower betas, and also ATRs. So ATR is a measuring stick of volatility for that particular product. So it is a unique formula. Beta is relative to the S and P. Um, so I'm glad we this this accident happened because it helps to reinforce how you can get come to grips with you know understanding a little bit more of their nature and why they end up in our risk on list or risk off list and and maybe it helps you choose a little bit right so moving on um, this is the spy for the 15 minute chart going all the way back to the fifth so we had that dive on the sixth which a nice reversal rallied back on the seventh we continued that rally that was the friday But then we pulled all the way back to the pre-market lows. Like the last two hours of the day, we just hanged. So that was disappointing, some of the bulls there. Traded sideways on Monday. Lifted up a bit on Tuesday. And look look what happened here. We we had our late-day rally. Somebody knew something about the numbers, right? Somebody knew something. And uh, we popped up. It had a big gap. And this is a little bit different of a week than the week previous where we filled the gap multiple times in both directions. And that was because of light volume in a three and a half day week broken up by the July 4th and, and a half day Monday. So, so uh, it's, this is a full week now and, uh, and the gaps aren't going to be filled as quickly when you got some momentum behind you. Gapped up again, rallied up into Friday and hold back a little bit on Friday. So that's how the week went. So quite a elevated week overall. And um, this is the SPY versus RSP. RSP is the equal weight. So it has more exposure to the mid caps. I just wanna point out that when the NASDAQ 100 announced they were gonna do some changes, which really affect the mega caps, mega caps pulled back and you had more of a broad market uh, move. So it looked like the markets were kind of weak because the bigger caps mega caps were pulling back a little bit and uh, and but it was actually a very broad market rally so so this was the ratio of the two but the market you know performed a little bit better than that and then the last three days with the uh, ppi or cpi ppi and jobs numbers and stuff we actually rallied back and some of those mega caps bounced pretty good so you, this is a gr- a great relationship engage whether the fangs are in charge or whether you have more of a broad market uh, move okay so if the fangs are selling off uh, probably the spy is going down in relationship to rsp and if uh, the fangs are rallying probably you see this okay? Uh, Dave, you want to go through the economic calendar
0: here? Yeah, there's a couple themes for the week, um, housing and retail sales. Monday we have Empire State Manufacturing Survey, but Tuesday we have U.S. retail sales and Home Builder Confidence Index, which are um, some, some to watch. Wednesday housing starts and Thursday existing home sales. So a lot of housing data um, and some retail um, data as well but the, the bigger story is earnings we have a lot of earnings this week um too many to list here but some of the key ones are bank of america on tuesday morgan stanley so a lot of a lot of, lot of financials wednesday we have netflix and tesla those are two big ones and um just just a lot on thursday friday and Friday's american express so whatever you are trading cross check to see when the earnings are because there's a good chance a couple of your symbols will be uh part part of the earnings this week
1: okay i think we're done with that slide so we'll move on to the futures um so one thing that's been happening is the vix has been declining we talked about that dave did we not and we actually um started to mention it um up in here at the end of may that we were going to be heading down on the vix which is historic a lot of times the the lowest VIX of the year can often occur in May, sometimes even in April, as we see here. And um, so we've continued to decline. um, So that fear is relatively low. And this can contribute to a bullish market. We're getting 13.75, so things are getting more efficient. You'll find that traders that rely on volatility for their gains, especially for scalping and stuff like that, are gonna have much bigger struggle. It takes more capital. So it becomes more capital intensive to make money. Um, Now, with open to close, um, you'll probably have persistence of trend or, you know, maybe a gradual change or reversal. We'll probably start to see less of the V type reversals that you saw during the light volume week um, of the um, July 4th holiday week there. Um, you'll probably see more smoother transitions with lower volatility Um, and if you feel like you want to fade something or add to a losing position I would recommend not doing it unless it already turns for you and you get confirmation because it'll be a situation where you'll just get run over because it'll continue to trend so this VIX is really important to pay attention to it's one of our top leading indicators in terms of the nature of the market so a lower vix supports the buy side because there's no fear in the market okay now that doesn't mean it can't change look at look at how abruptly it can change because of an event like if california has an earthquake and falls into the ocean all of it then of course we're going to lose dave but um (laughs) volatility would probably spike so we'll all be making a lot of money dave won't be around but it'll it'll still be it'll be good right Gee, thanks. So, yeah, so, I mean, I'm just telling you, it's, you know, like an event can happen, right? Um, so that's important to note. Uh, let's see. Let's just see how, uh, you know, the S&P is doing here. Like, I've, I felt we wanted to really target this April, you know, into sort of March 29th, 30th high, beginning of April kind of thing. I, I really thought we wanted to target it, and it looks like we're we're still heading that way. Um, and then, if we can get above that, then of course, you know, the start of 2022. You remember that, Dave? Before the yeah. war started and all that. So, yeah. I think the market wants to get back, at least to this point, if not all the way back. So that would be remarkable recovery. But we are in, um, you know, the third year before the election year, and so um, there is a, a case for that. There is a seasonality. There is a, a, a you know, macro theme yale hirsch has talked a lot about the presidential cycle so something to read about you could probably ask chat gpt about seasonality related to the presidential cycle i might be able to bring you some information on that um so nasdaq's been you know been stronger than the spy um, but now we've got these changes that are going to happen on july 24th with the with the change in weight. So that will probably change how the NASDAQ trades. Um, May not be as juicy as it has been directionally. I'm not sure, but could be one outcome. Let's look at energy here. This was our rally that we had for the week that sold off on Friday. That's why you see that poor performance on Friday down quite a bit, over 2%. Um, It looks like we went bang into... um, the 200 day moving average from the underside and we bounced back off that isn't that interesting happened mm-hmm. back here in April. So that could be why we we had the sell off on Friday there. Because the dollar let's go to the dollar here. The dollar is popped up a little bit now. But look at that streak, Dave. Yeah. Right. I mean, again, we were talking about it potentially getting weaker. Why? Well, Economic policies are such that, you know, at the expense of the dollar, is is where we we keep seeing it play out. So economic policies do not support a strong dollar. Then you're going to have them use the dollar to their advantage. And that weakens it. Um, Let's well, might as well go look at gold here and then we can call it a night. So there's your rally on gold as the dollar had sold off and now tonight or uh, sorry on friday we saw it pulling back just slightly but that's interesting as well cuz we banged into the 50 day moving average on gold so it'll have to pop up back through there go challenge the 2000 level and um so you know it could be just a, a temporary pause we went a long way in the dollar in a hurry so it could be just a bit of a pause here And with that, I'll let you guys uh, go do some more research on your own. But uh, thanks for listening today here and um, have yourself a good uh, weekend, rest of the weekend, and uh, catch you trading next week. Good luck.